Welcome to Healing Your Families, where we talk about six areas of health for families, emotional, financial, mental, physical, social, and spiritual. And today we're going to delve more into spiritual health for families. Now, families are most effective when you connect with your higher power. And for me, my higher power is a loving heavenly father or God who cares about us. And he established families because he knew it would be the most effective way to care for our young, to prepare future generations. And so we're going to focus on his plan for families. And in a world where everything seems to be constantly changing, family is the constant. You know, there have been many social attempts to replace families. I remember as a public school teacher hearing in the faculty room, someone presenting the idea that families had failed and the school system needed to move in and take over. And I'm just as repelled by that thought now as I was then when I heard it. Other social attempts have been made to replace the family, but none of them have been successful. And that's because families are not a man-made institution. Now, whatever your higher power is, let me explain my relationship. I view it much like this, this graph shows that a loving heavenly father is the perfect model for ideal parenting. Here are two scales. And this has actually been studied, researched, quantified over several decades when it comes to parenting. But if you notice that vertical line is talking about what is given, what the parent gives, not just material things, but also their time, their attention, their encouragement, their praise, their love. And this could be compared to God who has created this beautiful world that we live in. He provides us with food, with everything we need. He loves us. He provides us with direction, with scriptures. And then the horizontal line is talking about what is required of us. And like a wise parent, God expects us to obey laws, to be obedient. He gives us commandments for our protection. He knows that we'll be happier and safer, just as we would instruct a child not to run out into a crowded street. We don't want them to be hurt. So using this example of giving generously of our time, our talents, our, our wisdom, and also expecting, it's you know, we're actually just preparing our children for adulthood when we ask them to clean up after themselves, 
to comply with the family structure. And while some may feel that the, the best way to make children happy is just let them do whatever they want. They're just children, just let them have fun. But that is the most dangerous environment for a child. One of chaos where they don't know what to expect and they don't understand what is expected of them. It gives them security and peace to know that there is order, that meals will be served in, in a, at a certain time, that certain behavior is expected of them and that they can contribute and be part of a happy family. So I want to go through some concepts that go along with God's plan for families. And the first is that his plan is that they should go on forever, that it's not just in this life, this family unit should continue even after this life. And knowing that, that this is not just a temporary relationship, it, it becomes even more important to make sure that those relationships are strong and healthy and nurturing, that everyone is heard, everyone is valued, that they understand their role and how they can contribute to the family. And the family becomes a unit where the individuals are supported in reaching their personal goals. You know, they say parenting is the one job that your job is to make yourself obsolete and then gracefully accept your success. We do everything for them when they're little, where they require constant 24 seven care around the clock. But as they become, as they develop, as they become more physically capable and mentally capable, we back off and we allow them to do more on their own. We encourage their independence. We teach them values to give them a foundation. But as they get older, especially as they reach those teen years, we recognize that they must make decisions for themselves. And we allow them that space to do that. Now, communication is key in family life. And when we make God part of our family life, when we include him, communication with him is vital. And we communicate through prayer. When I was raising my children, I relied heavily on prayer. There are those questions that come up, those dilemmas you did not anticipate, those, those hard questions, that the angst, the am I doing the right thing? How can I help my child? And I found that when I humbly went to God in prayer and asked these questions, poured out my heart, he guided me, he provided me with inspiration on what I needed to do. And quite often what I needed to do was fix myself. I needed to become a better person 
you know, when you become a better person, you become a better parent. But prayer was invaluable to me as a mother. I, I, I would not recommend trying to raise children without it. That, that connection with, with a source that sees, has a broader vision than you do. I would just see what's happening here in this moment and why my child needed to change, they were wrong. And being able to connect with a source that could provide a broader view was extremely enlightening and empowering. Now, faith is the opposite of fear. If you have fears and concerns for your family, move forward with faith. Faith in God, in your higher power. He's entrusted you with these precious little ones. And with his help, you can do it. Of course, in family life, and I know, I said and did many things that I deeply regretted later. I think that's, that's I think conflict is part of family life. Anytime you have two or more people sharing living space, there will be conflict. But with prayer and faith, you work through, you resolve that conflict without the anger and the contention. And when harsh words are spoken, deeds are done, things happen that shouldn't have happened, we turn to forgiveness. Now, there are a lot of misunderstandings about forgiveness. Some think that, well, if I forgive that person, that means that it didn't matter, that what they did is okay. Forgiveness is a benefit to you. Forgiveness is letting go of the pain deciding you're not going to carry that burden anymore and you can turn it over to God. Now in these family relationships that we want to last forever, forgiveness also allows the other person to have a fresh start, a clean slate, an opportunity to grow and become better. Forgiveness allows for healing. So in this family life that we want to last and be rewarding and bring a spirit of peace and harmony in the home, remember forgiveness and seek healing when damage has been done. I know of, I don't know of anyone who gets through life without some trauma, some pain, but we don't need to hang on to it. Now, the interesting thing about service is it creates a bond. In families, we have the opportunity to serve each other, to help each other. I mentioned that the family be can become this unit that supports the individuals in reaching their personal goals. If one member is playing in a ball team, family members can be there to cheer them on to, or performing in a musical or dramatic production. 
and encouraging them when they become discouraged, reminding them of a goal they've set or a new habit they want to form. But there is also strength when you serve together. Some, I know of some families, rather than having the big holiday meal at home, they will go to a homeless shelter and volunteer to help serve the meal. And as they serve, or a cleanup project, preparing hygiene kits for refugees, there are many opportunities. But as family members unite in rendering service to something they believe in, it bonds them together. They draw together in love and commitment. It's the opportunity to create memories that will last a lifetime. All of these things, including God in your family, will strengthen your family. And I am so passionate about this. I really think now more than ever before, we need to strengthen families, right? see them as the foundation of our society, recognize that as we strengthen families, we're strengthening our society, making it a better place. So I created a Facebook group. It's just called Strengthening Families. There's the QR code you can just scan. I invite you to join it. I am creating this group to, to support families. So make it a safe place. It's a private group where we can share our what we've learned, our concerns, our problems, our insights, and work together to strengthen families. Find ways in all six areas of health. I've invited experts in the various areas of health to be part of this group and to share their expertise, emotional health, financial, mental, physical, social, and spiritual. Let's make the world a better place by strengthening families. This is Emma Lou Penrod with HealingYourFamilies.com.